Outside of the quarterback position, what are the biggest camp battles that we need to watch for the Sun Devils this upcoming training camp? We're going to talk about it on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. A special shout out to my everydayers who are here every day. And if you have not already, make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn on notifications wherever you're getting your podcasts. And you can follow me on Twitter as well at RichieBrads36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. Guys, we are so close to 500 subscribers on YouTube. Please help me get there. If you have not gotten there, I would love, 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 love to get there before the start of training camp next week. We're we're like five away. Last I checked at 495. Please help me get there. It would be just the coolest thing in the world if you guys possibly could. I really appreciate you guys tuning in though. All right, let's go ahead and get into today's conversation, which is the, the camp battles that aren't quarterback and I'll cover quarterback very briefly here it's it's really between three guys like I Jacob Conover is going to be able to have an opportunity but unfortunately he's just behind the other three guys that are going to be competing the most for the starting spot which of course are Trenton Borgay, Drew Pine and Jaden Rashada Rashada of course is the highly recruited kid the high four star the one that is the prized possession of Kenny Dillingham's first recruiting class and the quarterback that we believe will be the guy of the future of the program. But whether or not he's that guy in year one is yet to be seen. Drew Pine, the transfer from Notre Dame, was initially one of the favorites to be the starting quarterback. He's still a very good quarterback. He's able to read the field well. He's able to manage the game do all that good stuff. It's just a matter of actually producing and putting it on the field with a new team because he is transferring from Notre Dame. And then Borgay had taken over last year for an injured Emory Jones, and they really just never looked back once he got that opportunity. He's a very, very, very good passer and somebody who knows uh, knows how to use the weapons that are on this team. Jalen Conyers took off with him. Elijah Badger had his best games when Borgay was under center. He just definitely was able to get the most out of the guys. Whether or not he's going to be Kenny Dillingham's quarterback is yet to be seen, but it really is between those three guys. So with quarterback out of the way, because I don't want to spend too much time on the quarterback battle. If we need to, we can always visit it again, but that's pretty much what I want to say with quarterback because it's just so much to talk about there that we've already talked so much about. There's other positions that deserve our attention as well, and there's a lot a lot, a lot of competition throughout the roster. Not even just that these three positions that we're going to get into today, but really throughout the team, like we're going to talk about edge rusher, linebacker, offensive line today. We still don't know what's going on with the rest of the wide receiver spot. We we know Elijah Badger is the number one. We don't really know who's number two after that. We have good guesses, but we don't know for sure. Same with the running back battle. Cameron Scadaboo should be the number one guy. Who's number two? Who's going to be a pass catcher? All that good stuff. 
The interior of the defensive line will be intriguing, especially with Anthony Cooper moving inside more than likely. We'll wait and see what's going on there in the secondary. I feel like the safety spot is probably figured out. I feel like we're going to be looking at the corners and everything, return game. But the bottom line is these are the three positions that I think have the most intrigue. Let's go ahead and start with edge rusher. Now, this to me is the biggest camp battle that is not the quarterback position because there's so much depth here. And it's going to bring out the best in these guys. It's one of those iron sharpens iron kind of positions. And it's going to be really interesting to see how it all shakes out because you really have the best of everything. You've got some good transfers. You've got some returning guys. You've got some veterans. You've got guys who are changing position. Like, there's so much to digest here at the edge rusher spot. I feel like it starts with BJ Green, who's moving from defensive tackle to edge rusher. He dropped some weight. He's playing around 250 right now is what he told us back in spring camp. He he looked like one of the best Sun Devils on the field when he was out there. It felt like he was getting sacks every single practice. It was so much fun to see what number 35 was able to accomplish when he was on the field for the team. It'll, it'll be one of those, like, is he going to be a full-time starter because he's been a reserve player for the first two years of his career, which still hasn't stopped him from either leading or tying the team lead in sacks. He deserves a full-time spot, but will he be able to finally seize it has yet to be seen. There's a lot of transfers here though. Clayton Smith is one of the guys that, all the eyes will be on because he is, he was a former high four star. He might've even been a five-star recruit coming out of Texas. Didn't get the play time at Oklahoma comes to Arizona state really just looks so, so, so good in spring camp. And we'll be watching to see what he's going to be able to do in a full opportunity to potentially start for the team. It feels like he's one of the not so much sure things, but, one of the guys who feels the best opportunity to be in line for a starting spot. I feel like Clayton Smith and, and BJ green are going to be the starters. It'll be up to those guys to be able to stave off everyone else though, because Prince Dorva is transferring as well as a redshirt junior. He's looked good throughout camp. He's somebody that we're going to be keeping an eye on as well. Garen Stansbury and Michael Matus are returning from last year. Matus, of course, is a graduate player who missed last year with an ACL tear. I previously talked about him as somebody you might be sleeping on. I would not be surprised if he was a starter for the team because he's got the experience. He's got the leadership qualities. He's He's got some production to his name, not a ton of sacks, but somebody who has some starts under his belt. Garen Stansbury very underrated as a redshirt sophomore. He's a young dude who could develop. He's shown some flashes when he has been able to get onto the field. I'm curious what he's going to be able to do in a full situation where everybody is going to be competing. There really doesn't feel like any one guy at the edge rusher spot has a starting spot locked down right now. There's plenty of other guys as well. Ashley Williams is an incoming freshman who's really intriguing to me. He's one of the guys that I'm going to be keeping a very close eye on because he's he's that physical specimen and he's got the athleticism that you're looking for that 
could potentially mean a high upside player. I'll be watching him closely. There's a couple other freshmen as well. You've got Landon Thomas, who's coming into the program. Uh, you've got Kieran uh, Borda is coming in, but he might be more competing for the defensive interior. Same with the transfer redshirt freshman Sam Benjamin and Tristan Monday. Feels like they're probably going to be competing more on the interior of the line. Elijah O'Neill is a junior transfer for the position. There's just so much going on here. Maybe even Anthony Cooper will still compete for a starting spot at the edge rusher position, even though I believe he's probably going to be moving to the interior of the line. But bottom line here, looking at the pa- <coughs> excuse me, the pass rushing spots really throughout the entire defensive line, but especially at the at the edge rusher spot, there's there's so much unknown here. Not even uncertainty. Just unknown. We don't really know how it's going to shake out. We don't know who's going to stand out the most compared to the rest of the guys because there's there's so many players here that could potentially earn starting roles. And I'm really excited for that because I think that that's going to be a position and a situation that you're going to rely upon for them to really build each other up, get the most out of all of this competition, and at the end of the day produce maybe maybe the the best competition, I suppose, on the on the defensive line. There's lots of upside too. So I'm really interested to see how everything shakes out there. But that's the first positional battle that I want to talk about right now. I also want to talk to you guys about eBay Motors because we're a championship team. It's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. And it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to be just the right fit. So next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. You just add your ride to my garage, look at the green check to know that all your parts will fit or your money back. Because just like sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After that, it's easy to bring home an easy win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Thanks for joining me, guys. Wherever you get your podcast, hit like, subscribe, and turn on those notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. Stay in touch because we're going to be doing camp battles for the next month, pretty much, as we're looking at training camp, getting ready to start next week. You won't want to miss it. And we're going back to five days a week starting next week. Stay in touch with the best content there is, y'all. All right. Next positional battle to look at here. I got the linebacker spot. And there, there feels like two runaway favorites to be the starters here. But there's a lot of young guys or returning veterans here to look at as well. The two runaway guys are both transfers. And both guys who have production to their names. You've got Trey Brown, who I feel is the closest thing to a lock at the position as there is anybody else on the roster. One of the things that really helps Trey Brown is he's transferring from Washington State, which is where the new defensive coordinator for the Sun Devils, Brian Ward, is coming from. The familiarity in that system and the production that he provided last year is one of the leading tacklers for the team 
makes me think that this is really just a perfect situation for him to come to be a full-time starter, have the opportunity to really audition himself for the next level of his career. Feels like he's a lock there. Travian Brown, Trey Brown. Next guy, Jawan Mitchell. Mitchell was a late transfer to the program over the summer from Tennessee. He had really good production for the Vols last year. He is in his redshirt senior year. So this will be his like last hurrah and his opportunity to also audition himself for the next level. With what he was able to do in the SEC, feels like he's going to be one of the guys that you're going to be most comfortable, most confident, and in in his in his ability to be a starter in the first year of a new defensive scheme. You also like that he's got some leadership uh, qualities to him. You love that there's already proven production with him compared to the rest of the guys on this roster. It, it really is just Mitchell and Brown are so, so far ahead of everybody else on this roster because they actually have playtime and starting experience with their respective programs. So coming to Arizona State where there's where there's not that because you are replacing Merlin Robertson, you are replacing Kyle Sully, guys who have been with the program for five years. When you lose those kind of guys and then the players behind them really don't have that much like full-time playing experience, this is where it starts to turn into, well, we're going to go with the guys that we know have played at a high enough level. But the next guys to talk about are James Jonkum and Will Schaefer. Kayla McCullough as well, because those are the returning Sun Devils to the team. All of them are either uh, redshirt sophomores. In the case of James Jonkum, he is a junior transfer. So you've got these guys who have some experience with the Sun Devils, have some chemistry with the defenders that are already on this roster. But the problem is this is a new defense. It's not the one they were playing on a year ago. This isn't anything that they've gotten to experience before. Plus, with a lack of like starting time to their resume, it does put them behind a little bit compared to Jawan Mitchell and Travian Brown. So I'm not opposed to any of them starting. I'll go ahead and put that out right now. Between Dijonkum, Schaefer, McCullough, I would have no problem with any of them starting. They've been Sun Devils. They're, and especially in the case of Schaefer, it feels like these are guys that really just embrace and are the epitome of what you're looking at for the position. I And, and that's not a shot to Dijonkum or McCullough at all. I just look at Will Schaefer as somebody who would have been as close to a starter as anyone else on this roster had they not really hit up the transfer portal. And speaking of the transfer portal, there's there's two other guys that are transferring as well. Tate Romney from uh, BYU and Crew Jackson from Kansas, or not Kansas State. Yes, Kansas State. Yeah. Romney and Jackson. Really intriguing, athletic profile guys. They're young. They're they're people that Dillingham really wants to incorporate into his scheme because they were some of the most important and early on transfers that he was able to grab when he first got here to the program. In the case of Crew Jackson, especially, he's one of those. He could be like a hybrid player where he could be like a safety linebacker kind of player for you and do a little bit of everything for your team. One of the more intriguing players on this roster, in my opinion, is Crew Jackson. And then 
Kavion Thunderbird is an incoming freshman for the team. We're really intrigued to see where he's going to be, but it definitely feels like he's going to be in for maybe a redshirt year as he gets his feet under him at a Power 5 school and the team rolls with more veterans than they do some of the young guys. For Romney and Jackson, I'm intrigued to see where they fit into all of this, but I do think at the end of the day, this is going to be a team that's going to roll with the veterans with Juwan Mitchell and Trey Brown at the forefront. Will Schaefer, James Joncom, and Caleb McCullough, I definitely feel, are that next string of guys. And then after that, you'll have the younger guys. It definitely feels like it's more tiered than any other position on this roster. But nonetheless, I am looking forward to see how they how they shape out, how they how they motivate each other, how they're able to, like I said, that iron sharpens iron kind of mentality on the defensive line. I'm intrigued to see where it goes from there. I really do think that this is going to be one of the most intriguing battles, but at the same time, I feel like it might already be figured out. Thanks again for tuning in, guys. Like I said at the top of the show, on YouTube, we're so close to 500 subscribers. Hit that subscribe button if you have not already. But wherever you're getting your podcast, like, subscribe, and turn on those notifications, especially as we get ready to go into training camp and really dive into all the camp battles. I'll be giving you updates throughout as well because I will be at practices almost every single day. So tune in. All right. Final camp battle to take a look at here. I've got the offensive line. And this is an intriguing group. There's a lot of new faces here. At the top of those faces are Aaron Frost and Lee Fontanu. Those are the most intriguing transfer players that I feel are really, really close to being entrenched as starters as anybody else on this team. Aaron Frost, he's had some proven play, but he's also dealt with injuries throughout his career. And he did not um, participate in spring practice earlier this year because he still was recovering. Kenny Dillingham, of course, has said he is full full go, 100% ready to compete for training camp. I want to see where he's at. Because if he is 100%, I feel as confident in him as being a full-time starter as anybody else on the offensive line. Lee Fontanu, intriguing to me, transferring from UNLV. I feel like it's going to be an interesting battle at the center spot. Between him and Ben Bray, Bray got quite a bit of playtime last year in relief for an injured Joey Ramos. I want to see that camp battle more than any other spot along the offensive line is how the center position shakes out. Right now, I feel like Fontanu might be the starter, but I don't feel safe guaranteeing anybody as a starter on the offensive line right now. At least not at the not in the interior spots. I feel like the outside tackle spots might be pretty figured out, but between Fontanu and Ben Bray, I actually feel like you'd be getting quality play from either of them. I really like both of those guys. Among an offensive line that has so many uncertainties right now, I feel like the center spot is one of the more secure positions and that you'll be getting at least quality level play from whoever it is between Fontanu and Ben Bray. Looking at the tackle spots, I already highlighted Aaron Frost, but 
he's also going to be competing with Emmett Bully. Bully is a graduate transfer at this point. He was with the team last year. He was primarily a backup. He didn't get too, too much playing time for the team. How is he going to factor into the situation this year? Is this going to be a potential starter? Is he going to be the next in line if somebody were to go down with injury? Is he your sixth offensive lineman for heavy sets? Bully is one of the more interesting players for me to monitor. Flipping to the left side of the line, Isaiah Glass, for better or for worse, is definitely the starting left tackle for this team. I've been one of his more harsher critics, but I'm not rooting for him to fail. And I would love for him to blossom into a very, very quality starter for the team. He definitely fits the profile of a left tackle. It's just a matter of finally arriving to the point where he is a big-time difference maker for the team. I would love to see it. I would absolutely love to see it. And among the remainder of the offensive line, he's got the most playtime under his belt. He's got some of the more like comforting abil- abilities, I suppose. I'm not... I'm not sure how to articulate what I'm trying to say, but Isaiah Glass, really interesting to me as far as somebody who has the most experience here, has pretty much a job secure as long as he doesn't just completely blow it in training camp, but he's one of the guys that I feel safest about, I suppose. Behind him, really intriguing guy in Bram Walden, transferring from Oregon as a redshirt sophomore. He was a former four-star prospect when he was coming out of high school. He's going to be one of the guys that pushes Isaiah Glass the most, and one of the reasons why Glass should not waltz into the year as a full-time starter because I think that Walden is going to be able to push him as best as he possibly can. He's also got the profile and the athletic ability to be that left tackle for the team. We'll be looking out for him particularly. He's one of the guys that I actually am really excited about, but Whether or not he's a starter in year one, yet to be seen. Looking at the interior once again, but at the guard spots this time, uh, Sion Finale, I don't think I pronounced that right. My apologies if I did. Butcher it, graduate transfer for the team. He feels like somebody you could probably plug in as a starter, but for, for the rest of the guard spots, it's pretty much transfers. Cade Briggs, Matt Ionaker and Kyle Scott, who are also listed on the roster, are all transfers for the team. Sean Na is an incoming freshman for the team. And then you have Joey Ramos. And Ramos is somebody that I'm excited to see get back in the fold. He was injured in week one last year against NAU. We weren't able to see what he could finally do. But now as a redshirt senior, he also feels like someone that might be a plug and play. But again, like with so much competition and so much like uncertainty right now it's going to be really interesting to see how that all shakes out I do like Ramos I want him to end up coming back from injury and just being a very reliable player it's just yet to be seen whether or not that's going to be the case I felt he was one of the guys who really stood out among the offensive line that was kind of bullied by the defensive line during spring practices this year but I think that Ramos is somebody that I feel most comfortable with. The bottom line, though, there's going to be, just like the edge rusher spot, there's going to be so many positional battles, so many guys that should get first team reps, so many guys that should be pushed to second team to see how they 
operate. There should be a lot of fluctuation across the offensive line to see how everything works out for the team. But those are the three positional battles that I'm most intrigued to see. What are the battles you guys are looking forward to? Who are some of the guys that you think are going to be starters? Who are the guys that you think should be benchers? Um, who, who among you are going to be sleepers for the team? Let me know in the comments. Hit me up on Twitter at richiebrad 36 or the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. That's going to be it for this edition of the show. Again, if you are on YouTube, hit subscribe. We're so close to 500 followers or subscribers. I would love to get to that point before the start of training camp, but I appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in. And of course, my everydayers, I appreciate you just as much. Thank you guys for tuning in. That's all that I got for you guys today. We will be back at it again tomorrow. Until next time, though, you keep it locked right here on Locked On Sun.